0: hello and welcome back to gaining a wiser mind a podcast where you learn about bpd whether you're a fellow bpd sufferer or you know someone with borderline personality disorder and you want to greater educate yourself alongside me okay it has been a wee while since the last episode usually i release these every sunday monday so yeah, we're a few days late, but here we go. I made a poll on our Instagram account and asked you guys whether you would like the next episode to be about borderline personality disorder and relationships or looking into some DBT skills, so dialectical behaviour therapy skills that are you know used, especially with those with borderline personality disorder. But the results showed a really big lean towards looking at the effects BPD has on relationships. So, that is what we're going to talk about today. So, yeah, let's get to it. I thought we would start with a good old reference to the DSM-5. I don't know if you know what the DSM-5 is, but it's... called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Uh, I am in fact no trained psychologist, psychiatrist, mental health worker, da daddy da da I am just spreading the word of what I've learnt and what I want to, you know, learn alongside you guys about BPD. But, a quote from this DSM-5, which is a very important book in terms of mental health workers and diagnosing those with Mental health issues. Um, In this book, one of the um, severe symptoms of BPD talks about intense, unstable, and conflicted personal relationships. And this is one of the diagnostics for, you know, being told you have this disorder. Um, I feel like the symptom about these, you know, unstable relationships intertwines with the one of fear of abandonment. They kind of go hand in hand so I thought we would start by talking about this and how it relates to not only friendships but romantic relationships for those with borderline personality disorder when I was doing some research I came across this psychiatrist called Joseph Baskin and he talked really strongly about why people sometimes are drawn to those with borderline mind personality disorder. And then why those suffering with BPD want to draw in so many people. Uh, which I thought it was a good start to look at when we look at relationships. He talked about how people with BPD have really magnetic personalities. Sometimes they have a really big persona. And a lot of the times this is because they kind of mold themselves into a person that those that they're spending time with want them to be I think and I think this is what makes them appealing because people see them as this person that's totally ideal uh, when they first meet them um, yet he explained that the reason behind those with borderline trying to reach out so much and trying to snatch up as many people as they can so to speak is really you know, ironic, because they can come across as confident, or, you know, have a bit of a facade, but really, this is actually, they have really low self-esteem, and they feel that there isn't enough love for them, so they try to fill the void with other people. Now, that's a quote from Joseph Baskin, the psychiatrist, and I really thought that was quite accurate um, for myself as well. Uh, And whether this reflects on your childhood and what you were and weren't given and, you know, later on in life into adolescence and adulthood, your self-esteem is so low and you just feel like no one can really love you, but you're trying to get people to fill that void because you can't do it yourself. So I thought that would be a really good place to start and for us to reflect on going forward. I wanted to start actually by talking about friendships so these are also really key relationships in those with borderline Uh, most people with BPD suffer with the feeling that they are completely undeserving of friends because they often lose friends their friendships are terminated by many means and most of the time they believe this is on them and yeah so friendships formed With people with borderline usually happen really immediately. The person wants to get super close straight away with a new friend. And they just want that intimate, close friendship. And that's, I feel, and I've always felt that a friendship isn't real unless it's got a certain level of closeness. Some people with BPD won't even count certain friends. As real friends but acquaintances instead because it's not as intimate as they wish it would be so their friendships usually get super close really quickly and at times this can actually scare the opposing person off so then the person with BPD is constantly trying to prove themselves they invest really really heavily into that friendship And they may even come across as a bit of a pushover, eventually seen as too weird or emotional and even crazy. And I can remember in high school, maybe, uh, I'd do the exact same thing. I was always trying to look out for people, make things right. I wanted to be liked so badly by everybody that you would do anything. And I remember actually being told by someone that you need to stay out of people's business, and you're making everything worse, and then that sudden, mm, what's the word, that sudden kind of criticized, you know, criticizing comment can really affect someone, and especially when you are a highly hypersensitive person, straight away you're like, yep, I am too weird, I am too much, and I am undeserving of friends, and then, so when you finally do get friends, it's like, wow, let's do it. But anyway, the heavy emotions that these people can feel—borderline people—I <laughs> hate say I keep doing that. I did that in the last episode too. Borderline people, who are they? That's so silly, because you know I'm one of them. Um, but you know, us I should talk about it like us. We can be seen as drama queens over the top next level you know the classic oh she's just a drama queen oh always trying to stir trouble you know um but no really they're just actually suffering they come across needy because they're actually super afraid um we are so afraid that we're going to be left from the start which (laughs) i agree isn't a great foundation for a friendship or any kind of relationship Hey, I really like you and I really want to be friends with you. Are you going to leave me? That's the first conversation you have. <laughs> like, that's not great. That's not great. So, this is why it can be found really hard to make friends and keep them. Um, yeah. So, when making a friend, they usually connect really quickly with this person. They are so wonderful. they everything they could have ever dreamed of. And then eventually something hopeful happens or the friendship isn't as reciprocated and it can, it could be even really minor and this can be perceived perceived, perceived as betrayal did i just say portrayal <laughs> this can be received as betrayal um which may even cause the person with BPD to just cut them off um if they you know they're really strong enough to be like nope they hate me now whatever goodbye um, even over something minor, or they'll just be totally devastated and hurt, and then end up driving the person away with all their hypersensitivity and neediness, um, and this can be really overwhelming for the other person in the friendship, extremely overwhelming, and, you know, I'm doing this podcast to educate people, but that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, people becoming friends with those with BPD just get it, and, and you know are okay with some of the symptoms that come along with it. It can be incredibly overwhelming. Um, and I'm going to talk about this too. When I talk on about the romantic relationship section. But you would be so overwhelmed if you didn't understand the illness. And I can imagine that a lot of new starting friendships that somebody forms. They're not going to be like hi I have BPD. But. Some people might actually be like that because, like I say, immediate closeness, over-shearer, is also very common. But if you don't understand the illness or you have a stigmatized view of it, far out, it's going to be pretty overwhelming. Which can often drive people away. So no wonder the person with borderline is always worrying about something, worrying they've done something wrong. You know, and at the end of the day, it's always feeling like the underlying reasons why someone acts a certain way, sends a certain message, changes the tone of their voice, doesn't want to see them one day. They always believe that the underlying reason for that is always going to involve them being bad. I'm the bad person. I did something wrong. I'm losing them. And you just, uh, you just fall deeper and deeper and deeper into a hole. And your poor friend might just text you and be like hey I just had a huge nap <laughs> and meanwhile this whole time the person with bpd is thinking far out, everyone hates me I'm actually feeling like I really just don't want to be alive I want to be alive and I that's just the end of the world I thought I could make one friend and here I am and it's all the end of the world no one even likes me meanwhile the poor friend's just having a nap but I I can joke about it, but seriously, it feels that big. It feels that escalated. And if you've listened to past episodes, you'll know all about um, the escalation of these feelings and, you know, the bigness of it. Um, And we're going to talk more about this black and white thinking a bit later on. What comes with this black and white thinking often is episodes. I hate... I don't know... Lots of people don't really love the term episodes. People have different views of the term episode. But when I use the term episode, I'm talking about something that's really extravagant. or I mean, really extreme. And when something gets really uncontrollable for someone with BPD and they react or act out. Um, So, I feel like in terms of a friendship and beginning to trust someone when you suffer with borderline personality disorder is... You're scared that they won't know how to help or couldn't help or or take care of you or know what to do when you're going through an episode. Um, which sometimes can actually lead to uncontrollable anger. Feeling like, this person has no idea to help me and I just need help. Can you help me? And if they're not doing it in the right way, you know, you might get really angry and not mean it at all. But in the moment, big emotion can't change. Um, Which then leads to guilt and shame that you've caused this, you've made them feel a certain way just because they didn't know how to help you. It's ridiculous, but far out. The BPD brain is always so loud. The loudest of loud. And what comes with that is an immense amount of paranoia. You're paranoid all the time, which can lead you emotionally drained and always wanting to ask your friend whether they even like you or not. Like all the time and I can tell you now that if you have a friend with borderline and they aren't asking you that they're they thinking it all the time and sometimes it gets to the point where they cannot keep that in they cannot keep that thought in and they will they will literally ask you if you still like them if you even like being around them and this can come across as really stupid and potentially childish to someone who doesn't understand the illness But they have very real internal feelings. Um, So, anyway, the way a borderline reacts and interacts with you in a friendship sometimes may be seen as intense or even toxic, as if they don't respect boundaries or understand your feelings, which comes across as, you know, them being way too difficult. Um, But to sum this up on the bit of the friendship front, I can definitely see, even as someone that knows what the illness is like, I can see why people would believe those things, label those with BPD as toxic, manipulative, or intense. And the thing is, that person with BPD feels the exact same way. They feel like, maybe I am toxic, or I'm too difficult, or I'm too weird, and they've had these feelings since they were young um and it's overwhelming but i can promise you that us with bpd we're not always we're not always negative and we don't treat people poorly and when we do holy cow we don't mean it and we just need some help (laughs) so we are we are actually very sensitive people and we're empathetic and compassionate and we've got so much love to give But, you know, we're learning how to let that out. So, you know, in terms of friendship, the best thing you could do for someone with BPD is learn about it. I'm thinking in my next episode, I may talk about how you can help a friend with BPD or a partner with BPD. Um, But just know that they are just seeking love. And all of the symptoms that they deal with Especially fearing abandonment and rejection. That makes it really hard to have a stable and a healthy relationship. So I hope that gives you a bit of an insight into what a friendship is like for them. Okay, let's get into talking about romantic relationships. One of the big old ones. Uh, it's a big deal being in a relationship with someone with bpd i'll tell you that much and i can tell you that it's not easy for them or for you it's just it's not going to be easy um like we mentioned at the start from the dsm-5 a symptom of bpd is intense unstable and conflicted personal relationships which i said interconnects with the embodiment fear Now, this abandonment fear and sensitivity is really always making someone with BPD, always looking out cautiously for any possibility of being left, even if it's minor. Like I mentioned earlier, someone not replying to a text. It's so ridiculous, but that's a make or break. And that has to do with very black and white thinking, which we will soon talk about. Um, We talk a lot about on this podcast channel all about big emotions um and they're there all the time and a lot of that time a lot of that reason is because they're always trying to avoid abandonment this can even mean when they get really emotionally escalated they'll be begging pleading making public scenes they can get verbally or physically aggressive and the sad thing is that Anger, which someone with BPD always uses to express their emotions, I find. That intense anger, that BPD anger that people know of, is actually backed up really deep down by an immense sadness and fear. Which causes them to be begging, clinging, becoming even scary. Because they're wanting to hold on to this person that they love. So, the symptoms of all of these big emotions, or should I say the outcomes of them, this can kind of lead to impulsive decisions such as self-harm, or sh- like sprees, uh, substance abuse, many things, and definitely suicidal ideation, suicidal thoughts, even attempts, um, and just that causes a lot of stress on the partner of this person especially when their loved one is harming themselves physically, mentally the things that come in, out of their mouth, they might have suicidal threats suicide, like real suicidal feelings that's distressing for someone on the other end, especially if it's constant I mean, what do you do? seriously, what do you do? Um, so this can make the romantic relationship pretty unstable, dysfunctional, and the opposing partner can just be like, fire out, just wanted to have a normal relationship with someone that's not wanting to, not alive every day, you know? But, it's not intentional. So, more often than not, it seems as though romantic relationships often end in a breakup with those with BPD, and... You know I'd like to figure out how we can stop that so there is a term called dichotomous thinking I actually did an Instagram post about this the other day on our profile and talked all about what dichotomous thinking actually is where it stems from what it means so you can check that out for a greater definition but dichotomous thinking is also referred to as black and white thinking some people in the BPD community may know it as splitting it it goes it kind of is like going from idealization to devaluation in terms of somebody or it goes from black to white this to that one extreme to the other there's no in between so let's just say black and white are the only colours to exist. Grey is just a joke. Who made up grey? Is that even a real colour? No. <laughs> it's not a thing. And no matter how many people will tell you, oh, it's not always black and white, you can see it like this. Daddy, daddy, da Um, Yeah, honey, like, I wish I could. But, you know, you, you gotta learn. So anyway, when you start a romantic relationship with someone with BPD, they may have you on a pedestal. They love you, they love you, they love you. One minor event may happen that affects their way of thinking about you, and it totally turns the other way. And this can change many times, in moments of minutes, hours, days, years, who knows? Um, But it happens. So this black and white thinking really affects the relationships the most, I find, because some days you think your loved one is like this, other days it's like that, and if something minor even happens to trigger someone with BPD they immediately think something's totally bad or totally good and it's kind of hard to reason with someone that has that train of thought so so what would be really beneficial is actually i i looked into this a bit more and there's a psychotherapist called Steve Clark and he talks about how if you are a person with BPD what can really help you with this dichotomous thinking and you know things that are really negatively affecting your relationships is knowing what triggers you accepting your condition willing to understand your situations and conversations that may trigger that part of your BPD brain negative thoughts and emotions and avoiding or acknowledging and changing them I feel like a lot of the time you start with avoiding things like that so you don't get triggered later on in your process of healing and recovering from BPD I find it becomes a thing where you know what triggers you you know what conversations and situations may flick on your you know struggle switch in your BPD brain and then you can actually learn to acknowledge them and then come up with a alternative solution um, so when you get to that point that's super cool So, Steve Clarke talks about that. Um, It's really important to have clear boundaries in a relationship from the start so that you understand the BPD sufferer, that you understand what's expected. It's really important, especially with their dichotomous thinking, you know, things that are set in stone are really helpful. And especially if one does this in a really calm, loving way to the person with BPD, makes such a difference. Repeating what you expect. Calmly. With warmth and empathy. Showing no judgement for that person. And just even just telling them that you understand. And you want to support them. Everybody wants to be understood and supported. No matter who you are. But that's the key to a good relationship. Let alone a relationship with someone with BPD. So. Yes. From what we've been looking at. I I can see that. You know being in a relationship with someone like, with BPD, is like, as if you're on a seesaw, you know, the psychiatrist that I mentioned earlier, Joseph Baskin, he talks about how it feels like someone in a BPD relationship is pulling you in with their right hand, and with their left hand, they're pushing you away, um, and the worst part is, they don't want to be pushing you away, but it can be c- become so confusing for you, but just know that, a person with borderline personality disorder is not meaning to do this. And that's why these boundaries that I just mentioned are so, so important. And doing it in a loving way, mutually, with a lot of understanding. To kind of finish off here, I feel as though we have to look at a bit of the positives. And letting you know that having a successful relationship and friendship with someone with BPD is possible. It really is. I just I find that if you if you suffer with BPD, I'm sure you can relate that sometimes it feels like you will never ever be loved or understood or feel like you're going to go anywhere which just defeats you even more and your BPD brain is louder than anything in the world. But I do believe that with therapy, finding what you resonate with, learning and applying this knowledge to your life And how you actually interpret your diagnosis makes such a big difference. I know that a lot of people get diagnosed with BPD and either it's amazing and they're happy to hear or they're feeling devastated and scared. Or a bit of both. But I think a good perspective to have is that now that you know your diagnosis, you can learn about it and you can know what to do. Just like you'd expect your loved ones to do for you having the diagnosis. So... Without the right professional help or understanding, yes, a relationship could end really badly, you know, if it wasn't there from the start. But with special therapy, even learning DBT skills, especially ones that relate around interpersonal relationships, sometimes medications, I'm not going to say everyone should go get medicated, but there are a lot of medications that aren't officially approved for BPD, but help manage many symptoms and emotions that come with it, such as anger, impulsivity, and depression. Uh, I know there's a lot, such as mood stabilizers, antipsychotics, antidepressants, are usually a good combo alongside good therapy. Um, but that's something that people can look into if you are someone with PPD, talking about that with a GP or a psychiatrist or whoever's on your team. Uh, again, I am no professional, but, you know, I'm learning, I'm learning with you, Um, if you are someone that has faced the end of a relationship recently, friendship, or a loved one, and you have BPD, I know you feel devastated right now, even if you knew that that relationship you had was really unhealthy, that isn't all on you, you will feel immense guilt and shame god I'm pretty sure there's a way out somehow so get a cool support network make sure you got some friends around you some mental health support family you just figure it out but make sure you're doing something because holy cow we can get through this um yeah so great this episode is has been a bit all over the place I'm sorry if it hasn't really made a lot of sense putting my ideas into words today was a bit hard especially with this episode I feel like relationships are such a big thing with borderline personality disorder and how they work and how to deal with them and all that so it's a bit messy but I hope you learn even the smallest bit while having a listen I also hope that you're having a super day or evening or whatever you're doing when you listen to this. Uh, thanks for being patient. Episode's finally out. If you are keen to have a episode next time about how if you're on the other side of the BPD relationship how can you help and how can you take care of yourself. Uh, if you're keen to hear about that, maybe I'll do the next episode. Follow me along on Instagram at gainawisemind to find out more about upcoming episodes and posts that we have in between educating people as you know we aren't a professional but we are learning with you it's nice to have people to resonate with that are dealing with what you're dealing with anyway so i hope you gained a bit of a wiser mind today as i always say uh keep trying to learn about yourself about others we can do this uh you know Sending yeah. lots of love your way uh take care see you later